0: You're listening to the Speechy Side Up Podcast, episode number 15. Today we are joined by Cherie Chen from Superpower Speech Blog. Cherie is a super awesome SLP, doctoral student, and is rumored to be the very first speech language pathology blogger. In this episode, we discuss important lessons she's learned about keeping a blog and business going for several years, what it's like being a doctoral student, and how she infuses superheroes into her therapy sessions.
1: You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast with Kim and Venita, Just two SLPs in a pod who love their field and supporting fellow SLP bosses. This podcast will cover the flip side of traditional speech and language therapy so you get inspired and learn from experts in the field. Here are your hosts. When they are not working together on their social book series, Lou Knows What to Do, Vanita can be found traveling or drinking matcha lattes. Kim can be found running marathons or fueling her coffee addiction to function as a mom to a preschooler and an infant. Together, they are serving up some informative and fun topics in Speechy Side Up. everybody, Kim and Vanita here. Welcome to the Speechy Side Up podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. You can also follow us on Instagram at Speechy Side Up, S P E E C H I E S I D E U P. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show.
0: Today we have Sheree Chen from Superpower Speech Blog. Sheree, thank you so much for joining us today. You're a super enthusiastic and fun SLP and longtime blogger. I'm excited for the listeners to get to know you better as well. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what your journey has been, and what you do today?
2: Okay, great. Um, So my name is Cherie, and I have been a speech pathologist since uh, 2000, so I've been doing this for 18 and a half years, coming up on 19 years. Um, In 2008, I was inspired by some uh, like mommy bloggers I had been reading to start a blog of my own, and my husband really encouraged me to try something different than all the mommy bloggers that were really big at the time. And he said, why don't you do something that you know something about, like speech, and so So I was like, well, okay, I'll give it a try. So initially some of my posts were about my kids and some of my posts were about Um, how to help other people's kids like you know advice to other parents Um, and then some were also about um, how to help speech therapists out there in the world as well and from there several years later a few other people joined me in the blogging world and then a few others and then a few others and now like we're inundated with speech vlogs so Mm -hmm. I've been doing this a a long time and it's changed quite a bit in that time period (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: really cool yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I've checked out some of your posts and I find them to be really uh, knowledgeable and just a lot of resources that I definitely appreciate reading about. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one I just read recently from you. It, it was, I think, a, a little bit of an older one. Uh, oh, when you talked about core versus pecs. It was just mm-hmm. great because I was actually looking for that information just like to get my hands on it for, to give to someone else really quickly. Right. So I appreciated that.
2: Yeah. And that's been a, that has been a topic that's been coming up a lot recently within, um, within my school setting. And so it's something that I'm kind of revisiting right now as well. And, and I find that if I look at, I mean, I have like 700 posts in there. So if I go back and look at some of my old posts, I'll either be like, oh, wow, I feel so differently about this now, or wow, I'm really still doing that now after all these years. So that's kind of something over time that I've been able to, to watch and, and see the differences as well as the similarities.
0: Oh, awesome. I can't believe you have over 700 posts. <sighs> That's amazing. That is. Were you posting self-system. like every day or how does well, that look like?
2: I, I, for a while, I was. Um, right now, I'm happy if I get one post a month. So um, in the beginning, I posted much more than I have for the last couple of years. And part of that has to do with when I started creating resources for Teachers Pay Teachers, my posting, my blog posts went significantly down because I was using kind of my creative energy and my time um, for something beyond just blogging. That yes. Makes
0: sense.
1: That totally makes sense. I think we can see that too. Sometimes as we shift our focus from different projects, it's just so funny how you can only allocate those resources. <laughs> you know, if there's only right. a certain amount of resources you have to figure out how to reallocate them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we absolutely love how many fun ways you infuse the theme of superheroes into your therapy room, your posters, your actual therapy. Um, what's been your favorite superhero activity thus far? I've seen quite a few adorable ones on Instagram. Um... So, I think my
2: favorite is one that I'm working on again right now with my students. And it's a beginning of the year superhero like craftivity to kind of like get the kids excited about speech. And it involves taking photos of the kids' actual heads. And then I have these um, clip art bodies that they color. And then I put them up in my room so they get to see their super selves up on the wall um, with their actual photo of their face. And it is so cute. And then the kids go, Oh, can I take it home? And I'm like, uh, no, not till June. And like, <laughs> I'm like, I really want to watch this. I, I mean, I want to look at this for the rest of the year. Please don't ask. And if they move away early, I' too bad I get to keep
0: it, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so adorable. I love that activity yeah. idea. That's a good one. That's super fun. I like the Play-Doh that you did recently with the Superman symbol and the rainbow. Yeah,
2: that was oh, I didn't. That wasn't um, a Play-Doh. That was one of the, like, little doodads that I had gotten oh from, my gosh. Um, from an Amazon order I looked recently. At it.
1: How yeah. funny. I thought that was Play-Doh because <laughs> the picture was so clear and it was large that I thought it, I don't well, know. Well, it was
2: just a close up, But yes. yeah, I, I ordered these little doodad things. I think they're supposed to go in your Croc shoes. You know, if you have the Crocs
1: with the holes. Oh, in I've seen people with those. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I got these so that I could do a lot of describing and fun activities with my, um, with my kiddos. And this one was just so
0: awesome. I had to keep it for it myself. Was. So it's sitting on my desk here.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> awesome. That's
0: great. <laughs> Well, as a longtime blogger, what have been some important lessons you've learned about keeping a blog and business going for several years?
2: Well, I think the biggest thing has been trying to come up with a schedule and trying to be really organized. Um, I have Every part of my life has to be fairly organized or else I just I just lose it for my mental health I have to have things kind of delineated into to do and what I've done and have regular routines of every Sunday I do this and every Monday I do this, etc So that's made the biggest difference for me and having a to do with like at the beginning of the month That's like I'll write one blog post this month or I will work on this one Resource for teachers pay teachers this month or something like that really gives me a, a target and a focus I like like to do things usually about a month, sometimes I try to do six or year long plans, but what works better for me generally is to do month at a time plans because it doesn't feel quite so overwhelming, but it's a big enough amount of time that I have some leeway as to when I'm going to get things done and and how long things are going to last. That's a great...
1: I like, really love know, that. Point. I feel like I want to do that yeah. <laughs> with the two of us. Um, I like the idea of a month because I, I agree. It's, not, it's long-term enough that you feel really accomplished when you finish those tasks, but also it's not too long that you're overwhelmed or too far out, you know?
2: Yeah, I really like some of the plans and strategies I've let, read a lot of books about organization and, and being productive and uh, I really like the ones that talk about by the season like three month plans like 120 days and I really tried to get into that but Honestly, the way our calendars work, I just couldn't, I'm a visual person and I just couldn't make it, I just couldn't see it. And so I eventually said, ah, forget it. Let's just go with what we're already doing a month at a time, you know, get one of this done, one of this done, 10 of this done and call it good.
0: Yeah. I love that like strategy. Um, Rachel Hollis. I don't remember if it was in her book or on a podcast interview that she did. And she, for anybody that's wondering, that's the author of Girl, Wash Your Face. But I think everybody I knows bought that it by it this now. Did you? Good. <laughs> um, but she was like, write down your dreams, like for the future, like the, you know, you know, very far ahead, no matter how ridiculous they are. And I just opened my notebook to look back and I accomplished three of those things. And I wrote it back in April. So it's pretty cool when you write those goals for like further out yes. to look back and see, I like the idea of doing it monthly. She was saying, do it every, do it every day. And I started doing it every day, but you know, life gets the best of you. And so I like the idea of doing it every month. Yeah. Right.
2: And, and I listened to her book recently and, um, she also talks about the kind of dream, not have a time frame for certain things and just kind of what do you want eventually to happen in your life. And I like that a lot better than what I've done before in terms of by the time I'm this age, I want to have this accomplished because nothing goes according to that plan. I mean, I can think of very few things in my life that have actually gone according to a, a timeline plan in terms of long-term goals. So
0: yeah, great that makes, point. Sense. That yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, definitely makes sense.
1: So I noticed that you and I share a passion, distance running. I saw some of your stories uh, about the half you did with, which you did with family members and that just looks so fun. And I wish I could hunt down more family members that would be willing to do that with me. <laughs>
2: so I had to fly 500 miles in order to do that because uh, I do not have any family for 500 miles.
1: <laughs> okay. Now, what was that race about? And also, is that the favorite one you've done? Do you have a different favorite or some good ones coming up? Um, so that one
2: is in Reno and it's called Rock Tahoe because you get to watch Lake Tahoe. As you're doing almost the entire run and it ends at the Hard Rock Cafe in Reno. Oh, and fun. I've done that one twice. Um, and again, I had to fly to Reno to do it because that's where a lot of my family lives now. Um, and it is, honestly, that's my favorite one because well first of all it's the only race I've ever done twice but it is the best supported race I can even imagine of I've only done like six or seven half marathons but of those I mean this goes far and beyond the others in terms of the support and the enthusiasm and the views and the fact that it's downhill for most of the 13 miles is Mm. helpful as well.
1: Oh, that's Considering
2: awesome. that you're at 5,000 feet elevation, you know,
1: it's <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> almost like an even exchange, you know, right? like <laughs> thank goodness it's downhill. <laughs> oh, my goodness! I feel that way about uh, some of the courses in New York City because it's such a hilly course, but the you know, we're South Floridians. And so the temperature is so is, flat there. <laughs> is yeah, it's so flat here, but the temperature in New York is so cool that it's just so much more comfortable oh. when, when you're hitting those hills. So I don't yeah. know what you prefer, honestly.
0: Um, I don't really, I don't run very well. My husband did like a half marathon recently. I'm more of a cycler and our family does like family cycling trips like every year. So but, um, yeah. I cycled, I started cycling in Florida, which is very flat. And then one of our trips, I think our first one was in Bar Harbor, Maine and yeah. like, the Acadia national park. I don't know if you guys yeah. have been there, but yeah, I've been there. so hilly. <laughs> so that was a big, you know, wake up call for us, but it was fun.
2: My mom is a big bicycler. She bicycles all over the world and she was in, a um, a Spain bicycling a few months ago and she, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but I do not share that love with her.
1: Oh my goodness, I really don't want to have more children, but I feel like I have to like procreate more to get someone into like doing a sporting event with me because I have not one family member who's interested in this. I don't know, I'm hopeful that my baby will. I think she looks like she's a mover and a shaker, we'll see. Well,
2: my son is a huge, uh, he loves soccer. He's a big soccer fan, but he won't run with me to save his life, so it still may not happen.
0: Oh man, (laughs) what are you gonna
1: do? You can try.
0: So we've seen that you're a doctoral student. What has that journey been like?
2: Well, it's only been a few weeks so far, but it's been super intense. I just have to say things have changed a lot since I graduated from graduate school in 2000. Don't even know if I had email in the year 2000 when I graduated and now I'm doing a primarily online doctoral program and it's really weird to not be able to see the students around me and to have to try to email with them to connect with them and um, it's much harder than I thought it would be in that way. It's also really intense. It's what I've been working on all weekend um, the book I'm currently reading is called Foundations of Clinical Research Applications to Practice and I have 80 more pages to go tonight or today in order to um, be caught up. Um, so, It's been a lot of reading. We haven't gotten into many projects yet, but it's been a lot of reading. One thing that I do really like about it so far is that I'm learning very quickly how to search on um, the search engines like PubMed and EBSCO to find research articles that I would always hear about these research articles, but I never had Access to any of them so I never knew people like oh well is that research-based and I'm like I don't know I don't have access to the articles I don't know what's research-based and now finally I'm starting to have access to those and I'm looking up everything and uh, it's been kind of a time suck because I'm like oh that looks interesting and I look it up oh that looks interesting and and so now I feel like I'm learning a lot but um I'm downstairs in my basement all the time looking up articles or doing my reading. Oh,
0: oh my goodness. <laughs> Wow. Do you mind sharing what program it is for anybody that might be interested in getting like their doctorate?
2: Yeah, so this is um, Rocky Mountain University of Health Professions. Um, I did look at a few different online programs and honestly, this was the one that was by far the cheapest program, which was how I ended up deciding to go with it. Understandable.
0: Yeah, that's a huge factor. Oh, for sure. I um, finally just paid off my school loans. And so I'm like considering going to get a doctorate, but then I'm like, wait, you just finished. Like don't do it to yourself, but maybe one day we'll see. Yeah. Did you have to retake the GRE? since it? No,
2: happened to I did not. I didn't have to take any GREs for the program. They wanted all my transcripts from my undergraduate and graduate programs, but they didn't require a GRE again. which was another, another big plus.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a huge plus. Definitely. I always find it for, I guess the SAT as well, but, but definitely the GRE, I just remember being so frustrated trying to prepare for the vocabulary piece of it Mm. because you feel like how many of these words am I really going to encounter? (laughs) And like, you know, just like you only have so much brain space the same way we (laughs) talked about resources before.
2: I never excelled in both the SAT and the GRE in that English
1: vocabulary portion at all. No, it's same. I think. I always got decent scores, but I don't, but not, you know, hitting them out of the park. And I just feel like it's not the best way or super indicative of what a person can do. You know, I've seen so many people that just got average or not that great scores be fantastic. Fantastic. Right. There's so many other factors involved. Oh Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So should we play our game? Yes, let's do it. All right. So we just actually changed it up a little bit and we wanted something superhero themed. Okay. Um, so we're going to list a superhero and you have to tell us one thing related to our field that you would like to accomplish with this person's powers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to start with this one just because I think it'll be easier. Okay. So I think this is especially um, relevant to you being a doctoral student. What would you do with The Flash's speed powers?
2: I would read my textbooks very, very quickly. That's what I would do with The Flash.
1: That totally makes sense. As soon as I saw that book and you said, I have to read 80 pages tonight, I was like, I know what she's (laughs) thinking."
0: Ooh, or how about like flash through all the research articles on like EBSCO or Bobby?
1: <laughs> right. Be able to flash
2: through them and really quickly get down, you know, what what were their conclusions and how good of a study was
1: it? And just phew, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be so amazing. <laughs> what would you do if you were the flash? Oh my gosh. I think I would get all my all my housework done that bogs me down, honestly, <laughs> like gets in the way so that I once I could like sit, rest in uh, you know, a really clear house I think you can be so much more productive I just read The Simplified Life by Emily Lay and she says that like when you have clutter around you just automatically see other things you have to do and you just cannot rest and you're more anxious and I think that's really
2: true I actually have a whole course I've created for uh, called the productive and organized woman and it's meant for women like us who can't deal with having a cluttered house because we're working full time and we're raising kids and you know how to get it done while you're still doing everything else.
0: That's great. Where can people find that.
1: Yeah, I need that.
2: Um, You know, it has kind of a long URL. So you could just type Google in productivity and organization
0: for women. Okay. Okay. I'll check that out. Do you have out. a link in your Instagram profile to it as well?
2: Mm, I don't know if I do. Um, I have a link to my course, the organized SLP. Okay. And the, they're, they're linked together. They're both hosted by the same um, program.
0: Perfect. Oh, great. Yeah. We'll Checking definitely check that out. That out. <laughs> do you want to
1: pick a superhero?
0: All right. So, okay. If you could be Superman, we'll pretend Superwoman, <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you do
1: with that power? Which you're going to school, you're a mom. I feel like you're already approaching Superwoman status, but... uh,
2: So which part of the Superman woman's powers? The uh, laser vision, vision, the strength, the ability to fly? Um, There's so many things that he and she can do. You
1: can pick whichever you prefer to use. (laughs)
2: Um, Okay, I would take the, the flying ability, because first of all, that would be awesome to be able to fly anywhere, but... Um, I would also relate that to the, the graduate courses I'm taking right now since I said it's so hard to relate to the other students because we're all just over the Internet and it's like I can see your profile picture, but that's it. I've never had a conversation with any of these people. Maybe I could like fly to them and do study sessions with them and then fly okay. back um, and then fly to a few tropical destinations on the way <laughs> home. To I
1: love that. I was just thinking I would use the laser vision um, this sounds a little creepy and intrusive, but I feel like, you know, sometimes you have a student and you're like, I just want to know what happens in your home. Like, I just want to be a fly on the wall or see like what your relationship is with your family or how you behave there. Like, I feel like I would really use those, um, those x-ray vision powers, uh, to try to get a bigger, (laughs) more insight into my students.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, I think also too, you get like parents who are like, yeah, they're doing this at home or vice versa. Like they're doing a yes. therapy, but they're not doing it at home.
1: <laughs> yes. <You're>
2: like, <laughs> yeah. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. Well the next one is Wonder Woman.
2: So Wonder Woman has that um, cool invisible jet. So you could use that for the same things as the flying. Um, and she also has that lasso of truth. So you could use that for the things like uh, if the parents are telling the truth about whether or not the kid is um, is actually doing what he or she is supposed to be doing. Um, let's see. I would love Wonder Woman's abilities to, with her little cufflink things, um, to, to fend off all the bullets, because this year, like, has been an actually, like, dangerous year for me. I got bit on the first day of school. I got <sighs> shoved and pinched and, and shoved some more, and it's, like, a dangerous year, so I feel like I need those, like, super things to protect myself and the other teachers around me who are getting, um, you know, kind of assaulted. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Actually, I also have some kiddos that are pretty aggressive on my caseload this year. So I was thinking Lasso of Truth, but I feel like the bracelets might be the way to go for me (laughs) as well.
0: I love like your knowledge of the superheroes. (laughs) You and Kim, like... uh... I
2: pale in comparison to my husband. It was my husband who, you know, had the idea to to make this the theme. Um, I honestly, I didn't love superheroes until I had this theme and then I kind of grew into it from there.
1: Oh my gosh. Your basement, the pictures of your superhero basement are amazing. I just want to live in your basement. (laughs) I know.
2: I love it. It's so much fun. Now I'm totally into it. I'm like, "Ah." Uh (laughs) but you know, you still probably wouldn't catch me at Comic-Con. Like I'm still like, yeah, I'm not so into it that I would pay a couple hundred dollars to go to a convention and be around a a bunch of other comic books.
1: Same. It's more like a hobby from afar that I enjoy. (laughs) Although, um, I don't know, actually, I did go to New York city comic con. I brought two students with my husband one year and it was really, really cool. We worked at a private program and we were able to do that and they loved it. They were like teenagers. So it was really appropriate. So they got to spend some time together and converse and it was kind of like a big therapy day for them. It was really cool. That's
0: fun. Um, It's funny that you guys mentioned that because, um, I actually go to Comic-Con every year, oh, you do. Not, not for my own like interest. My husband, um, his business is kind of related. So every okay. year he has a booth there and it's just like, totally like not my realm and not, totally out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I like it. It's
2: cool. <laughs> you know, I think, I think my introvert side would, it, is the biggest reason why I wouldn't want to go. I think I'd just be totally overwhelmed with all the people and noise and activity there. If it were real small scale, then it would be really fun. Like a coworker and I are considering, well, she wants to do it. I'm still in the considering phase. I'm doing a Harry Potter themed tea at my house and having everyone close up. Um, And that would be super small scale. And so that could be really fun. It's just, you know, the thousands upon thousands of people in a convention center that makes me a little, Very, but I already have a costume, so if I did ever go, I have a superwoman costume that I was going to wear in a half marathon last year, Uh and then I didn't run it, I didn't run in it because we got rained out, thunder, lightning, and all that. But I've got the costume ready to go. That's
1: awesome, yeah. I'm actually, um, I'm big into Wonder Woman, so this is terrible. But I feel like while my daughter doesn't have interests really, I want to make her first birthday party Wonder Woman themed, like one. (laughs) Woman. Oh, <laughs> I saw so that cute. on Pinterest so I'm like oh well, before she has a say <laughs> really oh, yeah. I did I did a
2: Star Wars theme for my son one year and a uh, Harry Potter theme and a fairies theme and I, I lived out all my themes with my kids when <laughs> and then by the time they were 10 they were done with birthday parties both of them were are like nope no more <laughs>
1: oh my gosh that's gonna happen to my kids for
0: sure <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: All right, last
0: one. one. This one's a little bit trickier, but I think you can handle it. Batman. What would you do with Batman's powers? Oh,
2: Batman's pretty dark. He's (laughs) a vigilante. So um, what would I do with Batman's powers? Well, I think if my son were in here right now, he's in the other room, he would tell me that I need to do something with that that car because it's so amazing. Um, So... I might have to do something with the bat car or the bat signal. That's what it would be. I would use that bat signal to call for help whenever I need help um, at school. Because, you know, there's times when you're like, oh my gosh, I really need help. And it might need be help because my kids are aggressive this year. Or it might be help because you're like, I really have to go to the bathroom. And in the middle of the session, like, I'd use that bat signal is totally what I would do with his different powers or, or things that he has. I love it yeah same same
0: (laughs) those were all great and wow you like handled that game so well like you had the answers right away so that was great it was a perfect game for you I think yes
1: (laughs) awesome
0: well this has been so much fun so fun thank you thank you so much (laughs) thank you for talking with us and sharing your knowledge and all of your experience Mm -hmm. with like blogging and being a doctoral student
1: I have some things I, to look into now. I know, yeah,
0: a couple things to look into. We'll be definitely taking your course, organizing. <laughs> yes.
2: It's only a summer course, so you get information now, but I only teach in the summer because it's just way too intense to try to coach people, and, and there's a lot of homework involved for the students, so they don't have time to deal with that during the school year either, but the students who really go through it are like, oh, my gosh, this made the biggest difference in my career. Okay. Oh, wow.
0: Good to, Good to know. know. Yeah awesome. Until well, next time. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks, Cherie. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye.